Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And you can catch an episode right here on Home of Southern Sports, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. I'm so glad that I made it to Championship Wednesday. Yes, that's right. We have a big championship game tonight at Bryant-Denny Stadium. I'll talk about that game as Central taking on Thompson. We also have some local sports, including a middle school championship that's going to take place at Otis Spencer Stadium tonight. We got high school basketball. Georgia played Georgia Tech in college basketball. So much to get into, so let's get this show started. We are going to go ahead and start with the AHSAA Super 7 7A State Championship game tonight at Bryant-Denny Stadium. It's the Central Red Devils taking on the four-time state champion Thompson Warriors, 8 o'clock tonight. And they're going to be televising on the NFHS Network, public broadcasting for Alabama. You'll have an opportunity to see this game. I'm really excited about the quarterback matchup between Andrew Alford, who's got 44 touchdowns for the Red Devils, and the freshman Trent Siebert, who has 25 touchdowns. Thompson, 11-1. Their one loss was to Clay Chalkville, who's going to play Sarah Land in the 6A championship on Friday. Central undefeated regular season, 12-0. The margin of victory has been astronomical. Their only close game was a 10-point win against Opelika. If you look at common opponents, Thompson beat Opelika 44-16 to start the season. Central beat Opelika 28-18. Thompson Got a close win against Hoover. And Central blew out Hewitt-Trustville to start the regular season. Central has been just a juggernaut on offense with Andrew Alford. Cam Coleman, the five-star wide receiver who flipped from Texas A&M to Auburn. Dalen Upshaw, Dylan Gentry. That's a pretty good trio of wide receivers. But it's the defense led by Tristan Lyles with 15 sacks that has really kept Central atop of the rankings according to the Alabama Writers Association. I'm looking forward to it. Central has not won a state championship since 2018. So will they get the championship win or will Thompson win five in a row? I know I came on this podcast last year talking about Thompson winning three in a row, and I didn't really want to see them win four in a row. They were taking on Auburn last year, and I watched some of this game on TV, and I realized that Thompson is just playing on another level. They were resilient last year after losing to Buford and David Lipscomb Academy. They started the year 0-2, and they also lost to Hoover in the regular season. This year, you know, when you're the four-time state champion, you got a big target on your back. This is also the rematch of the state championship from 2021. That central team was a very good team that was just facing the better Thompson team. But I'm here to say that Central looks like the better team. But that's why they play the game on the field. And I'm looking forward to seeing this matchup. 8 o'clock tonight, Bryant-Denny Stadium, a chance to win a blue map. 
Earlier in the day, you have the Central Girls Flag football team that is in the state championship taking on Vestivia Hills. They're trying to win their first championship for Central on the girls' side. They've never won any state championship in girls' athletics, and they're trying to be the first. It was a great ceremony yesterday, a send-and-away party on the campus of Central High School. Good luck to the girls' flag football team and the Central Red Devils football team as head coach Patrick Nix trying to win his first championship as head football coach of the Central Red Devils. And I know he has got to be proud because his son, Bo Nix, is a Heisman finalist. And that's the segue we are going to go into as they've invited four college football players to New York. Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr., Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr., and finally, LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels. Now, typically if I was a Heisman voter, I would give it to the player that is still playing in the college football playoff. But I think Jaden Daniels wins it, even though LSU had three losses. He has just been dynamic, and he put up incredible stats. Typically, a wide receiver doesn't win the Heisman Trophy. I know Devonta Smith was the last wide receiver to win it for the University of Alabama in 2021. But what Marvin Harrison Jr. has done for Ohio State, as Gus Johnson likes to call him, Maserati Marvin, he has really made the impact, and you saw that. Last year's Peach Bowl, when he left the game due to concussion, and Georgia was able to come back and win that game. He is a dark horse to win the Heisman, but I think it's going to be between Michael Penix Jr. and Jaden Daniels. Michael Penix Jr. is still playing in the college football playoff as Washington will take on Texas in the Sugar Bowl. And you can't talk about the Heisman Trophy without talking about the transfer portal. It has been crazy. 1,200 players entered the transfer portal and still counting. Some of the key players like Freshman quarterback for Ohio State, Kyle McCord. You have Cam Ward from Washington State. Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma. Brock Vandegrift from Georgia. Riley Leonard from Duke. So when you're trying to build your college football program, because Michael Penex Jr. was a transfer from Indiana, and look at what he's doing at Washington. Do you want to go the recruiting route, or do you want to just get a bunch of transfer portal players? I think to have a successful college football team, you have to have a mixture of both. But we'll see where all these players will end up going. We already heard word that Brock Vandegrift is going to be going to Kentucky. That just came out today. Some of these college football teams are a quarterback away from becoming a national championship contender. We had quite the action in high school basketball last night in the Tri-City area. Georgia Alabama Sports Live had the privilege of calling the St. Ampicelli boys and girls as they were taking on Bethlehem Christian Academy. The Pacelli boys get the victory, 89-36. And the Pacelli girls get the 73-23 victory. Some of the other action from last night, let's go ahead and start with the girls. The Central Lady Red Devils get the 60-25 victory over the Shaw Lady Raiders. Hardaway defeats Columbus 60-19. Don't forget that tonight we've got a doubleheader at the school known as the School on the Hill. 
Harris County is taking on Carver in both boys and girls basketball. The girls will tip off at 6 p.m. 4-0 Harris County Tigers taking on the Carver Tigers who are 3-1. Now let's go to some of the boys scores from last night. The Spencer Greenwave, they get the 65-29 victory over Washington led by Gary Gaither's 21 points. The Central Red Devils defeated Shaw 87-66. It was Brookstone over Jordan 68-60. And a fantastic finish as the Columbus Blue Devils defeat the Hardaway Hawks 54-52. As high school football season winds down, we will start covering more high school basketball. We do have the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament that's coming in a couple of weeks and Border Wars on the campus of Glenwood School. And also Glenwood gets the 49-45 victory over Evangel Christian. And next week at the pit, it's going to be Glenwood and Calvary Christian round two as this rivalry renewed and you can catch it on Georgia Alabama Sports Live, starting with the girls' game and then the boys, as Thrift Barringer and I will have the action. As looking at the schedule for basketball, there's going to be a lot of games that Thrift and I are going to be live streaming, and we are truly looking forward to it. All right, let's talk about this in season tournament. We had some quarterfinal games last night as the Milwaukee Bucks defeat the New York Knicks 146 to 122, and the Lakers. Get by the Phoenix Suns 106 to 103 as LeBron James. Is there anybody at his age playing at the level that he is playing? He scored 31 points, 15 of those in the fourth quarter. And LeBron James is going to turn 39 in a couple of weeks. I just want to let everybody know that. That LeBron is still playing at a high level. There is no drop off. He reminds me of Tom Brady. LeBron's work ethic and him taking care of his body, nobody does it better than him, and he's playing in his 20th season. The wear and tear on LeBron is doesn't exist. But that will set up a semifinal matchup that will take place on Thursday between the Indiana Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks. And then we got a good one. This is going to be on TNT, 9 o'clock. It is LeBron versus Zion, the New Orleans Pelicans and the Los Angeles Lakers. This is what we've all wanted to see because when Zion Williamson came in the league, I thought that he was going to be the next big-time NBA superstar, but injuries has really hurt Zion's career so far. And then this in-season tournament championship will wrap up Saturday. That's the only game in the NBA. And then we go back to regular season games to include the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Brooklyn Nets today and then they will take on the Philadelphia 76ers on Friday and are you confused about the in-season tournament and then going back to regular season games and then flip-flopping yeah I was at first but if you're a basketball fan you gotta love this because this does mean something you're playing meaningful games in December but still it doesn't beat winning an NBA championship College basketball last night at the Convocation Center. Is there a team hotter than Kennesaw State right now? Defeating UNC Asheville 79-76 in overtime. They are 6-3 on the season. 
They will take on South Carolina Upstate this Saturday. But you look at what they've done. They beat Georgia State in front of a packed house with almost 4,000 fans. And Simeon Cottle drilling a buzzer beater right when time expired. And this is big-time basketball, and this is a team that could get back to the NCAA tournament. And it's really put Kennesaw State on the map. When you make the NCAA tournament, it solidifies your program, and you have attendance skyrocketing. Season tickets are already sold out, and they are going to play tough competition later on in the season, including the Indiana Hoosiers. Also last night at Stegman Coliseum, the Georgia Bulldogs defeated the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets 76-62, led by Noah Thomason's 16 points. Justin Hill added 14 as they defeat their rival to go to 6-3. Georgia will take on high point on Saturday, December the 16th. Their first SEC game is going to be in Columbia, Missouri on January the 6th. As far as Georgia Tech, 4-3 and three is not too bad under first-year head coach Damian Stoudemire. They do have a tough schedule in the ACC, but I think that they should win these next three games before they get into conference play on January the 3rd when they take on Florida State. My opinion on both Georgia Tech and Georgia, they are both borderline tournament teams. They need to rack up their non-conference wins so they could at least try to get an NIT berth. But I think what Mike White and Damian Stoudemire has done for both programs here in the state of Georgia has been fascinating. They have them on the right track. Hey, I want to remind everybody that tomorrow is the 16th annual Sports Visions Football Awards Luncheon presented by Affleck. I will be in attendance representing Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I would like to try to get some interviews and possibly air it on Friday's show. The keynote speaker is going to be Auburn's head football coach, Hugh Freeze, as we will honor all the high school football teams in the Tri-City area, and I cannot wait for it. And then we get back into the action, and we just continue grinding away as high school football season comes to a close. And it officially closes the high school football season, even though Manchester is still playing in the state championship on Monday. NFL Week 14, we got a Thursday night game, which is going to be an unwatchable game, especially with Kenny Pickett out. The Patriots taking on the Steelers, the two teams with the most Super Bowls, and this is going to be the most unwatchable game on Prime Video. The Falcons are going to be taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. There's still some things that the Falcons need to work out. It's not a foregone conclusion that they're just going to let the Buccaneers roll over and they end up beating them. If Desmond Ritter makes mistakes, the Buccaneers are going to win. And you got to remember, the Buccaneers are only a game behind the Falcons at 5-7. and seven. Jaguars are going to be without Trevor Lawrence for at least one week. He is not going to have surgery on his high ankle sprain. But they do face the Cleveland Browns, who might have Joe Flacco as the starting quarterback. Some of the other games, the Colts, very surprising team with Garner Minshew. And right now, they would be a playoff team. Taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, they are a slight favorite, but the Bengals have Jake Browning, and they're still alive for a playoff spot. The Houston Texans taking on the New York Jets. Two former 49er defensive coordinators going at it. I think Houston Texans are going 
to win this game as the Jets have really been dysfunctional. I think they're going to punt on this season and go get a quarterback in the 2024 NFL draft. The Rams taking on the Ravens. Rams are starting to trend upward. They have won four straight games, and they are 6-6, and they would be a playoff team right now. But the Baltimore Ravens are one of the best teams in the AFC. You got the Lions taking on the Bears. I think the Lions end up winning this game. The Panthers taking on the Saints. Well, Saints are only a game behind the Falcons. This is a game where they need to win. But I still don't trust the Saints, especially with the whole Derek Carr in concussion protocol and Jameis Winston as the backup. The Vikings and the Raiders. If the Raiders want to at least get into playoff contention, this is a game where they have to win, especially in Vegas. And then let's talk about this would have been the game of the week. Anytime Buffalo plays Kansas City, this is always a marquee matchup because remember that divisional playoff game a couple of years ago that went into overtime, and then they also had a regular season game that ended in a fantastic finish. Kansas City is a slight favorite, but if the Buffalo Bills want to try to make the playoffs, because I still think they're a playoff team, they got to get this win. And then you have the Denver Broncos taking on the Los Angeles Chargers, who did not deserve to win against New England. They only won 6 to nothing, but they are playing at home, and the loser of this game probably is not going to see the playoffs. The San Francisco 49ers taking on the Seattle Seahawks two times in three weeks. The 49ers right now are the best team in football. After a 42-19 victory over the Eagles, they beat the Seahawks on Thanksgiving 31-13. They beat the Jaguars 34-3. They've been blowing out teams. And it was one year ago that Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and Brock Purdy came into the starting lineup. All he does is win. He has the highest passer rating in the league. He's 19-4 as a starter. I mean, can you stop hating on Brock Purdy? There's still people out there that say, oh, it's Kyle Shanahan. Oh, it's the system. No, he is a very good quarterback. And yes, he does have weapons. But the 49ers could run the table, get the number one seed, and get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And I hate to say this, as a 49ers fan, I'm rooting for the Dallas Cowboys. Sunday night football, they're taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And if the Cowboys win, the 49ers will be in first place with the number one seed in the NFC. And then all they got to do is run the table. And then we have a doubleheader on Monday Night Football. You got the Green Bay Packers taking on the New York Giants and the Tennessee Titans taking on the Miami Dolphins. So now that college football regular season is over, as we can focus on bowl games, We do have one more college football game in the regular season. It is the Army-Navy game. Both teams are 5-6. I don't understand why that they already made the bowl selections and the winner of this game can't go to a bowl game. That's neither here or there. This will be played at Gillette Stadium. I always enjoy watching the Army-Navy game. As somebody who serves, I think that it is the most deepest rivalry where the records don't matter, but it's also a mutual respect on both sides. I remember watching the Army-Navy game, and Navy just dominated for an entire decade, but Army is a slight favorite. 
Before I close this portion of the show and bring on my best of show, I do want to give a shout out to the professional teams here in the Fountain City. The Columbus Lions, their home opener will be April the 12th at the Columbus Civic Center against the Amarillo Venom. They are now in the American Indoor Football League. You got Foundry FC. Their home opener is Sunday, January 21st against Magic City SC. Don't know the schedule for the Columbus Chattahoots yet, but we do have the Columbus River Dragons that have a doubleheader this Saturday and Sunday against the Mississippi Sea Wolves. Saturday is the fifth year anniversary of the Columbus River Dragons. And then on December the 16th, they have their teddy bear toss. That is going to do it for me. I want to thank all my listeners who downloaded the podcast and subscribed to the Facebook and YouTube channel. Don't forget, I am going to air a show tomorrow as we will have the 16th annual Sports Visions Football Awards Luncheon that I will be a part of. And then we will also air a show on Friday. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day and I'm out of here.